Hi, you're listening to Bluffs, Brooks, and Byways, a podcast highlighting the best of Northeast Iowa. I'm your host and producer, Morgan Thias, the communication and outreach specialist for Northeast Iowa Resource Conservation and Development, also known as RCD. We are a small nonprofit that serves seven counties in Iowa Alamakee, Buchanan, Chickasaw, Clayton, Fayette, Howard, and Winnishik in addition to byways that travel through Jackson, Jones, and Delaware counties. Our mission is to recognize opportunities and provide leadership to make Northeast Iowa a vibrant, place-based model for the nation. We love the people and places that make Northeast Iowa unique and special. Welcome back to our audience and to our special guests of today's episode. Let me just say, when I did my brainstorming for this episode, I was feeling so inspired and hungry. If you're listening, prepare to be hungry because we're about to hear all about the best dessert, ice cream. With us today, we have Nathan and Brittany Todd, owners of Sugar Bowl in Decorah. I'm so excited to jump into this interview, not only because I love their ice cream, well, all ice cream in general, but there's so much more to this business and family from where it all began to how they've grown and specialized but also all the other things they have going on to keep this couple and family busy. Without further ado, let's get this interview started. Welcome, Nathan and Brittany. I will let you guys introduce yourselves. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. It's good to be here. So my name is Nathan Todd, and I am one of the owners of the Sugar Bowl Ice Cream, Com- ice cream Company here in Decorah, Iowa. Um, I originally grew up in Fort Madison, Iowa, a uh, little town in the southeast corner of the state. Um, for the most part, my, my hobbies included playing baseball, hanging out with friends. Uh, never really thought much about ever owning my own business. I always kind of thought I would end up in the trades, which was more or less the my, my family's history. Uh, College-wise, I ended up at Luther College to play baseball, and that's where... Brittany and I met. And I am originally from Door County, Wisconsin. That's how I typically describe it because the town I'm actually from is pretty small. Um, So I grew up near the Packers Stadium, definitely a part of my upbringing. And I went to Luther for vocal performance to be a music major. And that's always what I wanted to do since I was little. Um, I never had any intention really of owning my own business whatsoever. And now here we are with uh, just a few of them between the two of us. We met at Luther while I was uh, doing a work-study job as a photographer. And Nathan was playing baseball. And the short version of the story is that I gave him a photograph of himself that I had taken while doing a work-study job, just so it doesn't sound completely creepy. We had never actually met before, and his roommates uh, refused to give him the photo. They said I had to do it myself. So I handed him a picture of himself, never met before, and I was like, hi, I took this photo of you for my job, and I had an extra one. Here you go. And he just like took it out of my hands, looked up, said thank you, turned around, went back in his room, and never came back out again. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was was completely out of the blue. And at the time, I was like, wow, this is kind of (laughs) weird. Who is this crazy girl? Yeah, why does she have pictures of me, and why is she giving me pictures of myself? 
Um, but obviously that was our, our first real sort of conversation we had with each other and it just continued to grow from there. Now, I recently realized that Nathan, you were the one that wanted to start the sugar bowl and get that up and going because Brittany had her own photography business, which makes sense now. Will you tell us a little bit about the history of sugar bowl ice cream company? Yeah. So I, I still am unaware of the original date that the first sugar bowl actually opened. Um, but I know when it first opened, it was in the early 1900s and it was the sugar bowl ice cream company. The building was built right where K-Bike radio station is now in town. And they produced their own ice cream. They made everything themselves. They did all their own advertising. And my initial thought on the original company is their marketing must have been top of the line for the time because we still have customers that will bring in memorabilia that they've either found in their attic or if they were cleaning out their parents' home um, we've received a lot of antiques, a lot of newspaper clippings, um, and they're all very, very old, um, just memorabilia that we get to kind of hang on our walls. Uh, so that was the original Sugar Bowl, and that building was tore down in 1977, and I know there was another version of it somewhere, somewhere downtown on the south side of Water Street, and it was also called Sugar Bowl, but it was kind of a small little hamburger shop that also did some ice cream, some candies, and happened to be um, located right next to a couple movie theaters. And at the time, movie theaters didn't have concessions. And so people would go in there, they would grab their little treats, whatever they wanted to have, and then take them into the theater. Um, that one closed down, and then Craig Running decided to um, build the current Sugar Bowl that we have now. Um, and he started uh, building that building in, I believe, 2000. And since he did most everything on his own, it took him somewhere around eight years to complete. And then he, he opened the doors for the first time in 2008. And it's just kind of been growing ever since until we took over in 2017 and continued to just build on what he's already, he had already established. Very cool. So when he reopened it, what did that consist of? Like, did it have a lot of the same flavors that you have currently? What was the atmosphere or specialty item? I know you talk on your website about the unique pieces that he included, like antiques. Has that changed? For the most part, the ice creams he had on hand are still there. Almost, almost exactly. He had really whittled it down to what the decor area liked best. And so I don't know if we've gotten rid of any of those original 24 flavors. To be honest with you, I think just about every single one of them is still the same for us. Um, we have added additional flavors to it, though. Mm -hmm. um, so we've added another four permanent, and we always have a seasonal or unique rotational one that we keep on hand. And so at any given time in the shop and in our downtown location, we've got between 28 and 32 flavors. Oh, wow. And then and then as far as the, the antiques... Um, None of the antiques he had displayed there have changed. Those are still up on the walls, and we really wanted to keep that atmosphere and that vibe of the, mm -hmm. of the shop. We just moved a few of them around in order to include the street mural that we now have um, that fills an entire wall. And so we did just move a few into other locations, but for that reason. When people walk in, that is, that's 
the one thing that everyone's really missing in the last year um, during COVID of just not being open indoors. It really is part of the atmosphere and the experience to be in that downtown location surrounded by a Whizzer bike and, you know, an old pedaled bike ice cream cart is hanging from the ceiling and there's a Yoda that says eat sugar bowl ice cream on an apron, you know, like up in the, up in the rafters and um, the animatronics, we get to turn those on once in a while. They definitely um, will not last forever. So we use them sparingly, mm -hmm. but they are really fun to turn on. But as far as the specialty items go, um, all of that is different. So he only did dishes and cake cones, just your traditional, we call them the flat cones. Um, but we've added sugar cones, waffle cones, pretzel cones, waffle bowls. Um, and then uh, he also did have shakes. Um, but we've added donut sundaes. Ice cream sandwiches are made with uh, locally made monster cookies that happen to be with a gluten-free recipe so that it allows for a lot more people to have that as an option. Um, but they are made with peanut butter, so unfortunately that doesn't help our peanut-free <laughs> friends. Um, but the gluten-free is something that we do strive because as Nathan mentioned, a lot of the flavors are the same, um, including an Italian ice, which is always on hand for dairy-free options. And then we do typically also always have a soy option as well so that people who are dairy-free at least have two choices. We have peanut-free options, we have gluten-free options, and we try our best, um, even vegan options, to have something truly for everyone. Did I see somewhere that you guys had a sugar-free option sometimes? Is that yeah. possible? We have, so cream? it's, uh, <laughs> right? It's, um, it's called no sugar added. Okay. And so, um, you know, it's more of that completely natural combination. Um, honestly though, it's, yes, it's not as sweet, but if you didn't know and you were just served it, I don't know that people would really notice a difference. Mm -hmm. Um, some of it just comes with that mentality of being like, there's not as much sugar in here, but that would be more for people, um, you know, with like more of the diabetic restrictions. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it still then allows them to get a little something too and not feel like they're being um, excluded on family outings. A lot of them people have said, you know, I'm used to it. I'm used to when we go for ice cream, I just get something else or I just get a taste and that's it. But I really enjoy that we have that option for them now. I think you said 2017 when you guys took over the business, did you have any idea you'd be expanding like you currently have or maybe backing up at the time, what were your goals for the business? Gosh, it was it was crazy just to think that we were going to open our own business and, and start a, a business. I had a degree at the time in education and I was working through my master's degree, which is ultimately what led to the, the purchase of Sugar Bowl. But my only goals with it at the time was to at least maintain what Craig had been doing over the past mm -hmm. few years um, and just really create a nice, fun, community-friendly uh, atmosphere. Uh, the, the original kind of big picture goals were to expand on the space we had, offer new items, and that, that was kind of it. Now all of a sudden there's sugar bowl things going on outside of the actual sugar bowl walls that we never really anticipated having. When I signed my contract with Luther College to teach this past year, um, we only had one location and had only planned to add the landing on in July. And then all of a sudden Fayette came up as an option and 
now we've got three locations. So it's it, it's been kind of crazy and at the same time really fun because it also offers a, a lot of unique challenges. Um, but now, now our goals are almost almost limitless, I would say. There's all kinds of things in different directions we can go, and we're excited to um, discuss those and just kind of see where things go from here. Our goals weren't really a thing in 2017. It was more Nathan's goal, like he said, was just to keep it going and to do it well. Um, and then over the last couple of years, it's definitely become more of our goals of like, what can we do together with this business and what dire different directions can we take it in? And looking back in 2017, we might've thought we were a little crazy of all the things that we're doing now, but now looking forward from this point, it's definitely something that we both get really excited about of all the different ideas and plans that we have moving forward. So once you get started, it's like, okay, I can do this. And then, then the options are limitless. You guys aren't scared anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of expanding, and you guys did touch on this, 2020 was a weird one, but you managed to add those two locations. Do you have anything else to note on your landing location or the Fayette location? So right as we got ready to open the doors in 2020 is when the state shut down for COVID. It was mm -hmm. the Monday of the week we were going to open the following Friday. And we had already we had already switched over our point of sale system because eventually we wanted to do online um, because that's you know that's just kind of the industry trends where everything is going. Uh, but we weren't going to start online until the fall when it would be a little bit slower. We could kind of ease ourselves into it. Then the state closed down and we're like, well, what are we going to do now? And luckily we had put in this window, this walk up window, a couple years ago. And we're like, well, we can we can sell at the window. And at the time, some people weren't even getting out of their cars, so we may have to get phone calls and take orders over the phone. Well, how are we going to take payments? Like, we've got to get our online ordering going. And so for the next three days solid, I developed an online menu and launched it and said, well, we'll figure out what the problems are as we go. And it, it just kind of took off from there. So that's how we were able to... Um, I, would, I would say be successful in 2020 at our downtown location. Um, as far as the landing, we already knew that that was going to happen. Um, we were just waiting for the construction portions of it to kind of get wrapped up so we could move in and get things opened up and going. Um, they were not ready to be up and going until late June, early July. So we did a soft opening in June and then uh, we actually opened on July 1st. And again, it was meant to be a space where people could come, gather, study. be with friends, study, uh, which at that time, you know, in July, Luther wasn't even in, in session. So it didn't open the way we anticipated it, but we were still able, because it was such a large space, people could still come in, order exactly what they wanted to, and then they could take it and leave. Um, there was no, no indoor seating at the time there either. Um, but again, with it being new, that has its own draw. So a lot of people came in initially and just wanted to check it out, got some things, saw some new things we were doing at the landing, and has slowly developed since then as, as restrictions got uh, less and less. Yeah, and then as far as uh, Fayette goes, as Nathan mentioned, that was never really in our plans um, to expand again this last year. But uh, we had an Upper Iowa student approach us for an internship because during 2020, I had three virtual interns um, and one was from Upper Iowa. And so she let Yimun know that, hey, I interned with Brittany last year. If you're looking for an internship, it's a great opportunity. 
So we start, we set up our little interview um, to do an, an internship, see if it's a good fit, see what she wants to do. And she kind of asked about, you know, I'm going to be doing marketing. Um, and I was like, okay, do you want to do some social media? Do you want to help with our website? Like, you want to take some pictures? What are you thinking? And she like looked into the camera and she asked, have you thought about expanding your business? And I was like, uh, um, yes, but like, where is this internship question going? And she, within the next 15 minutes explained, we need something near the college. Um, and we, we want somewhere to go to study. We want something fun to do that's within walking distance. Not all of us have cars. She's an international student. She can't just get in a car and drive an hour away to the nearest Target or any other b big major restaurants or you know a little getaway for the weekend. And, and so she approached us with a couple of different options. And then um, the city manager, um, Chris McGrain, mm -hmm. then showed us the location we're in now. And he's like, honestly, I don't care where you go in town. Just please come to town. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, if we're going to be welcomed that quickly and with open arms, this is definitely something we should look into. And we kind of started small for now. We definitely have a lot more plans for expanding, not space-wise, but our menu, our hours, our days of the week. That's definitely all coming in the near future. But we wanted to do what we are doing now well before we built on that. So that's kind of where that business is at now. But it's crazy that none of that was in our plan January 1st of last year. Um, and Fayette wasn't in our plan until January of this year. And here we are. So it, it moved pretty quickly. That's awesome. And with an intern that has that much drive, it was probably a no-brainer to hire her, first of all. And Absolutely. Then, yeah, to expand. So now you kind of led into this, but all your locations, do they have different products or hours, or is each location the same? You mentioned Fayette being a little bit smaller. Um, is that product-wise or just hour-wise? So right now I would say that's mostly just days of the week. Um, our downtown location is typically typically open from noon to 10 p.m. March through November. Um, occasionally we've tried, you know, closing at 9 p.m., but that, that last hour, that's the, that's the college kids love mm -hmm. language right there, <laughs> the <laughs> yep. late night treats. Um, so typically we're noon to 10 p.m. downtown, um, and that's mostly our ice cream shop. There's just ice cream and our apparel, and then we have some locally made solo snacks that are like meat sticks. Um, other than that, we don't really have any other food items there. The landing location is 11 a.m. to 9 or 10 p.m., depending on when the building closes. And that one is a smaller version of our ice cream options, but that's where we started our food options. So that's where you can get your classic mama's grilled cheese, just your wheat bread and American cheese. Um, and we're expanding our Nacho Mama's Grilled Cheese. And those are gourmet grilled cheese sandwiches. Um, our, the original, we call it, is an onion poppy seed bread with pepper jack cheese and raspberry topping. A little sweet and spicy. And the bread is all locally made um, with, by Cluck You Farms and uh, Bakery. And so another way that we can collaborate with local businesses. So we started all of that there at that location. And we're like, we want to do more. But if you've ever been in the landing, 
it's not a huge space that we're working out of. It's about, I don't know, it's less uh, than... It's about 60 square feet is what we have, I think. And that's our whole, that's our whole space. That's all of it. Um, and so this Fayette location is much bigger in seating, in countertop space, in storage. It also doesn't have a full kitchen though, a licensed kitchen. So everything we're doing is with pre-made items. Um, we're not at the point yet where we can legally cook anything. And so we're working with um, kind of the, the means that we have in order to create these meals for people. Um, and so the Fayette location where it's less days of the week, it will be expanding to meet that of what you can find in Decora. Um, but we will also be expanding there with what we're offering on the menu. Um, and as far as like more of a breakfast, lunch, dinner option, since we'll be open full days at some point there as well. So maybe we should have started with this, but where do you guys work from most of the time? Um, and what are your official titles besides owner? I'm assuming you guys are just jacks of all trades doing everything. <laughs> um, I, I, I would say we're, we're based out of our downtown location. That's, that's for me especially, is always going to be where, where my heart kind of lies. That's where it all began for us. Um, and that's, that's where I, I personally feel like I find the best atmosphere. You know, I find it in, in that shop. Um, as far as other title, yeah, Jack of All Trades is probably the best way to put it. I was talking to somebody the other day, and I can honestly say since becoming a business owner, I've done electrical, I've done plumbing, I've done carpentry, um, anything that I can kind of work through on my own to uh, try and save the business a little bit of money, I try to do it. Um, however, at the same time, if the water heater breaks, I call a professional and, <laughs> and they come in and fix that because I am not qualified to do that. Um, but we, we've got a project in the works now. We want to change out our lighting in our, our basement at the downtown shop, and that's all something I'm comfortable doing. So one of these days I'll be down there, and that's just going to be what my work is for the day. So... Yeah, as far as location goes, um, I typically work out of our house, um, and obviously, if I'm if I'm doing some photography for the shop, that happens at all three locations because um, they all are a bit different in their looks and what they offer and kind of the theme that fits with that space. Um, but I mostly do the social media and marketing. Um, so I always, I got to throw my mom jokes in there once in a while in our newsletters or on social media. So sorry if you ever read them and you're groaning, that's me. Um, and, and, uh, but then I also do the photography for the pages. Um, and I work a lot with our staff on, uh, like team building one-on-ones. We added in strengths training into our decor location strengths as in like Clifton strengths, not like we're not lifting weights. <laughs> Although we need to in order to scoop ice cream sometimes. Say, are you so. doing like ice cream curls or what is that? We <laughs> totally could. Um, but so I do one-on-ones with the staff, um, which Fayette's turn will be coming up this next month. Uh, but I, I Zoom or meet in person typically. But this last year I've been Zooming. They each get a 15-minute window that we set up ahead of time and Tell me about school, sports, what's going on in your life that you want to talk about. And this last round I started with, tell me something good in your life right now. Like, let's talk about the happy things, the positive things. What can I encourage you with more? Because these are high school and college students for the most part. Um, once in a while we have a middle school student and once in a while we have a graduate. Um, but 
there's a lot going on in life during that time. And if you're not feeling seen and heard outside of work or at work, it's hard to be your best self and to give your best effort. And so it's something that we really um, strive is for them to feel like they're part of a bigger family the moment that they walk in the door. So that's why a little bit more of my position is that that one-on-one relationship, just knowing that, hoping that they feel comfortable in our space, whether they're in the building or somewhere else in public, that they know that they can reach out to us if they ever need anything. I love that. How many employees do you guys have at each location? Um, in Fayette, we have, I believe it's 13. And then for Decora, we might be, throughout the course of this last, I'd say, five, six months, we're probably 20. Mm-hmm. Um, and that those those Decora employees are split between the landing and Sugar Bowl. They can almost go both ways. So that's kind of how we do our scheduling. That's nice that they can be flexible mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. yeah. So let's get to the good stuff. You guys already talked about this just a little bit, but how many flavors did you say that you had and products? And you said it does change. You have some seasonals. Mm-hmm. Do you want to touch on that? Yeah, so we've got downtown um, – we have between 28 and, and 32. The landing always has eight on hand, but those tend to rotate a little bit more just because we can't offer the same variety. Um, in Fayette right now, there are 16 flavors. In all three locations, you might see, you're gonna see the same vanilla because it's, it's by far the best, best vanilla that we can find anywhere. Um, the same chocolate and several of our other kind of like uh, staple flavors. Um, as far as our seasonals, those get released whenever our um, cooperating com- company uh, releases them. Right now, I think it is peach mm-hmm. and lemon meringue and a root beer float flavor. And I, I just, I get really excited for the fall because my favorite flavor comes out, which is caramel apple pie. It is like, I've been trying to convince chocolate shop to make it year round, and they haven't done it yet. <laughs> but um, I have one customer from Lime Springs that every year we get to talking and every year she buys a tub of lemon meringue. And about March, when we first opened, she says, when's lemon meringue coming out? And I'm like, Sue, it's coming out late May. It usually comes out about late May, okay? But I will let you know. And every time I see it, I'm like, okay, we need an extra tub of lemon meringue because Sue's going to be wanting a tub. So um, we, we always get that ordered for them. And it's, it's really, some people get really excited when, uh, when those specialties get released and Right now down at the landing, we have a uh, pistachio nut. Now, that's not mm-hmm. something we normally carry, um, but we do know of at least four or five people that just hands down love the pistachio nut. So we will always try to reach out to those individuals and say, hey, this is where it's at. Like, you can go get a pint of it right now. Go get a scoop. It's, it's there. It's time to go get it. So um, it's, it's really fun doing that, too, because you can hear the excitement in their voices and um, you know that you can almost hear them getting in their car and turning it on as you're talking to them. And <laughs> seasonal flavors are always so fun. It does not matter. I just think the excitement behind seasonal flavors are awesome. Absolutely. So your grilled cheese and ice cream flights are what I personally know you guys for. I wish I could say that I've tasted the grilled cheese, um, but I have not. How did you guys decide on some of these specialty items? And I know you touched on your waffle cones and your pretzel mm-hmm. cones and the donut um, Sunday, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, so one of the things that I often think about when it comes to adding something into any of the shops is if you know that something's working, keep doing that. However, just because something's always been done a certain way doesn't mean that we have to do it that way too. So 
When it comes to having vanilla, having Zanzibar, having your classic cones, those are never going anywhere. There are best sellers. Anyone from anywhere who goes to an ice cream shop expects vanilla and expects chocolate, and those are gonna stay. But I definitely love having a unique twist and flair. Um, kind of like that diners, drive-ins, and dives feel. Like when you come to this small town in Iowa, you're not expecting what? And I just wanna like fill in the blank with something really well. So the ice cream flights um, were added two years ago. Unfortunately, we added the family flights right as COVID hit and no one could come inside and use the family flights, but you can get those currently at the landing and you can also order them in Fayette. We do have outdoor seating right now there as well. Um, and that consists of 12 flavors or depending on which location you're at, you can also put in toppings and make your own little Sunday bar. Um, and, and that also includes some edible cookie dough, raw cookie dough that doesn't have eggs in it, um, which we also then use for our cake bases. So everything kind of serves more than one purpose. Obviously cones are just cones, but anything otherwise, how can we use the same products that we already have to make something more unique, something people will come here for specifically? One of the things that we haven't touched on yet are bubble waffles. And we started with those at the landing and those are actually um, now moving to Fayette because we have a lot of big plans with those that we haven't even released the information for yet, but you will be able to find those in Fayette soon. And it's a, it's a waffle like you would have for breakfast, but instead of indents, it bubbles out um, and we can serve those then plain. You can get them with syrup. You can get them in a cone shape and we put the ice cream and toppings on top and you can walk around town with that or you can get it as a full sundae. Um, we don't judge if it's just for you or if you're sharing any of those things. If you want a family flight for yourself, you go right ahead. Everyone is welcome here. Um, but those are, the, those are the things that make us, you know, more than just your typical ice cream shop. And like I said, we want to make sure we're doing everything really well, but we also want to make sure that you're getting a unique family fun experience, no matter which of the three locations you're going to. Those all sound amazing. <laughs> so do you guys, you don't make your ice cream, you outsource it for Correct. the chocolate shop is what you said? Yep, chocolate okay. shop. And they're they're based out of Madison, Wisconsin. Okay, so still relatively local. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And what is your best-selling flavor, vanilla? Vanilla. It is? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. crazy because you have so many amazing flavors. Yeah. How do you guys capitalize on being in college towns? It's kind of an odd question, but knowing a good chunk of your audience is poor college students. I know you said the nine to 10 o'clock late night snack type of thing. Is there anything else that you use in your marketing to focus on them? Well, yesterday actually, um, it's finals week right now um, in Decorah for Luther. And so we had a special yesterday for all Luther students, bring your ID. It was just a dollar per scoop. And so it was a dollar single, $2 double, $3 triple. Um, and at the end of the day, we did this last year and mm -hmm. it was fine. Like it wasn't anything anyone couldn't handle. So I didn't think anything of it. I was like a few students will come and get that last cone while they're studying. Um, we did the numbers yesterday and over 230 students came down to our downtown or and landing location combined um, and got their dollar scoops. Um, we saw one today. He was like, 
I got the triple. I went big. <laughs> when they are dollar scoop, I'm getting all three. Um, but one one of the reasons we do that, you know, it's kind of our thank you to them. Thank you for working so hard this year. Thank you for coming to school in small town Iowa. Thank you for being amazing customers all year. But one thing that is extremely important to both of us is we don't ever want it to be something that's a financial barrier of being able to come and enjoy anything in our shop. So there are multiple times a year that we will do our dollar scoops or we will do BOGO singles. If you're using the Deets app, um, we did that every Tuesday for the month of May. And then it just becomes this opportunity for really truly anyone to be able to come. Um, and as we keep mentioning, you know, everyone truly is welcome in our spaces and we want to remove as many barriers as possible, which is another reason why we have our window. We call it our walk up, wheel up, wag up window. Um, so whether you have a dog and you're walking down the street or you um, have a wheelchair or a stroller, that also um, helps take away any barriers from being able to come into our space um, as it doesn't have an automatic door on it. So how can we make sure that anyone can come, whether they're by themselves or with other people? So over the last couple of years, we've also done a lot of collaborating with Luther um, and in the last couple of months, also with Upper Iowa, of doing different events on their campus there. Um, Luther, every year we spon help sponsor the Luther College Dance Marathon. Um, our son is a patient at the um, University of Iowa Clinic and Hospital, and that's where that fundraiser goes to. So it's something that's really important to us. And so every year the, the dance marathon participants get to come and get a free scoop or we serve at the event if we're able to. Um, and it's just, you know, it's, it's a market that is so fun to collaborate with mm -hmm. because they all love ice cream. They all have a lot of energy and the two of those things combined can really make um, an, an amazing situation. So we love collaborating in both of those areas. One of, one of my favorite things to do uh, with Luther, and hopefully we get to do this next year when Upper Iowa comes back, uh, a lot of times entire teams will come down as like team building night. And so like the football team will come down, the baseball team, the volleyball team, they'll all come down as a group. And whenever they do that, we keep a list of what groups from Luther came down together because it's really important to us about to, to maintain community, team building, anything like that. Uh, so we keep this list all throughout the year. And then towards the end of our downtown season, when we were, were done ordering, but we've still got some ice cream left on hand, we reach out to those coaches or whoever's in, in charge of the particular group and say, all right, well, as a thank you for coming down as a group, come down again and get a free scoop of ice cream. And so we just, we kind of do that in hopes that, well, for one thing, we'll run out of ice cream. And again, just to, just to say thank you, because there's all kinds of places they could go, you know, and we're, we're definitely just given that we're doing hard serve ice cream, we're not the fastest establishment you could, you could go to, to just, you know, get things whipped out and, and moving. They come for the atmosphere and they come, they come for the, the experience. And so we, we just want to say thank you to them and we just give them a free scoop of ice cream at the end of the year. And they can do a cone, a dish, whatever they want. So that's, that's one of my favorite ways to collaborate with the colleges. I think that leads right into my next question perfectly. You guys are always eager to participate and be involved in community events. And I think every single question you talked about supporting a local business, supporting um, local homegrown goods and 
the colleges, but can you talk a little bit more about working as a team and in the importance of getting involved in your communities? You, you can really see this in effect uh, down in Fayette right now. We've collaborated with quite a few local small businesses. It, it's really important to us, especially, you know, li living here in Decorah, community is such a big concept, a big deal. Um, we we want to maintain that and we want to take that with us wherever we go. And so anytime somebody walks in our door, um, you know, we, we get asked for donations all the time. And if it involves a, a big community event that's going to bring people together, um, get people talking, we want to be involved in it. We want to support that in some way, whether it's we donate some ice cream to them and they can serve some ice cream at it, or whether we come with our, our full staff and we, we do a, a catered event for them. Um, so that's, that's really what, what drives us as far as our community engagement. Speaking of community involvement, Sugar Bowl gives local organizations the opportunity to host ice cream fundraisers. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, we started that probably three years ago, three or four years ago, and it, it just keeps growing. And we've never advertised it. It's always kind of been word of mouth. The way it works is the, the minimum requirement, so there's no shipping fees, is uh, a group has to sell 360 pints. Nobody has ever not done that. And we give right around 40% back to the organization. We almost take nothing off the top. It just covers our costs. Um, we have one group out of Elgin, the preschool down in Elgin, who has worked with us three years now, and in those three years, they've raised just under $10,000. That's how I know about the fundraising. It's where I get my ice cream Oh, from. is it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what so, am I going to do when all the kids get out of preschool? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and they, I, I don't know how they do it. I suppose, you know, if you've got a six-year-old coming up to your door to sell you some ice cream, you can't really say no. No, you know, first or, of all, the six-year-old, and then it's ice right, cream. Like, right, the they just... <laughs> Put on the eyes and you're, you're done, you know, yeah. but I mean, they've done a phenomenal job and each year it seems to grow. I think our first year we only did four fundraisers and then the next year I think we did eight or nine. And then this past year, I've essentially had to start turning, turning some organizations away because it's almost impossible to do two on the same weekend because we honestly don't have storage to keep all the pints within our business. We have filled every single deep freeze and every single dipping cabinet and everything with pints. And then the Elgin example, I have to figure out a way to get them delivered to Elgin. So that in itself has been a, a challenge. And so we're also now looking at, well, do we need to invest in a trailer and some sort of freezer unit that can travel with us so we can deliver these huge amounts of ice cream? Um, but those are also really fun and people really get involved in it and they're excited and whenever I pull up with the freezers the kids are like the ice cream's here <laughs> and you know that's that's just fun to see when you come come pulling into a spot you know yeah oh my gosh you guys just need an ice cream truck and drive around <laughs> switching up the topic a little bit before I get too hungry and end up buying a whole gallon of ice cream for my drive home let's talk all of your other businesses Brittany, can you talk to us about your photography and motivational speaking and how all that got started? Yeah, so as now everybody knows a little bit on how my photography got started back in my college career. Um, it just, Actually, it just started because all the jobs that I was applying to out of um, after graduating from Luther, I was essentially the runner up for all of them. <laughs> and I was like, give me a sign. This is not it. Um, and I, I had intentions of being a hall director and there was a few different schools we were looking at moving to 
uh, temporarily and, and suddenly there was nothing. And I was like, well, I'm currently nannying for a family here in Decorah and um, Nathan had done student teaching here in Decorah. So we decided to kind of stay in this area. And while he was substitute teaching our first year after being married and then later hired in the area, um, I started slowly just doing smaller photography sessions a little bit at a time, all based on referral. I wasn't advertising anything. And then I started to realize that, you know, people were actually willing to pay me money for these things. And it slowly just kept building. I really enjoyed it. Um, soon after we were married, we found out we were expecting our first son. And so I knew it was something that I could still pursue and um, be creative with while working from home because in this area childcare is uh, very hard to find unless you need something completely full-time which we didn't at the time so we needed something that we could both take care of kids down the road and um, also still do our jobs and so that was something that gave me that opportunity and it just kept building over the years turned into a downtown studio space for three years and then now I'm currently working just on location again so I have since um, rented out my studio space to now a wedding dress shop. So a very smooth transition, just a different part of your wedding day. With that reason um, of working on location, as you mentioned, my motivational speaking um, and my business conference that I hosted last year are growing more so and alongside the photography. So I'm still doing photography and doing seniors and weddings and families. Um, families are mostly just repeat clients at this point. Um, and obviously um, weddings and high school seniors are new clients. Alongside that, it's really allowed me some time to, to focus on my conference and other opportunities as they arise of speaking in the college settings and high school settings. Um, and I, I really just love how our business operates and all the different ways and angles and situations we've been put through in the last 10 years of owning businesses um, that I realized, you know, I love doing photography, but even more so I loved telling people stories and helping them to see their own potential. And so that's kind of what led me down that path of working with people who are trying to start a business or have a growing business or have a very established business, but just don't know how to adapt to an ever-changing um, market and area. So currently, um, I am in the works of planning my Reset Conference for 2021, um, which is actually going to be hosted at Upper Iowa. So you are the first to find out that Ooh, information. Exciting. So <laughs> that will be happening later this fall. Um, and we're hoping that we'll be able to also then that way allow students to attend as well, um, especially those who are in the business department there. And let's get some hands-on experience first thing before you even graduate. Um, and again, take away some of those barriers of, I don't know who to talk to next or how do I go about adjusting a website now or building a brand um, and giving them those foundations to build off of no matter what direction their business takes after that. So you kind of touched on this, but do you anticipate any other changes as both businesses continue to grow? Um, on the Sugar Bowl side, we, you know, our, our goals have changed over, you know, we've started our fifth season now. 
Um, and now that we know what moving to another town looks like, as I said before, you know, the possibilities are kind of endless. Um, I don't ever want to become something of a, a franchise. I always want to be able to be well connected with my staff, um, the people that work within Sugar Bowl, even, you know, I want to know each location's best customer and I want to know them by name. We, we've got some other ideas in the works. I don't know if they're quite to the revealing stage yet, but mm -hmm. um, um, we definitely see more growth in Sugar Bowl in the future. So how do you guys keep everything straight? I know you're busy keeping your family of five entertained and involved in your businesses. Do you have any tips or tricks for someone that is looking to start a business or to keep things as organized as you two do? I would say one thing that I would encourage anyone who wants to own a business is to, first of all, either decide do you want to keep them completely separate do you want to have your home life and your business life? If so, I don't recommend owning your own business because mm -hmm. it's almost impossible. Um, unless you're going to have someone who is a full-time manager who knows that they handle all situations from this time of day to this time of day. Um, in my case and, and in our case, so for my business, but also for, for Sugar Bowl, we do try to include our kids as much as possible. Um, in decision-making of should we order this flavor or this flavor um, in a new product that's coming soon. We had them help taste test and pick out from a kid's perspective because that is part of our market. So why not actually ask for their genuine opinion on something? When it comes to using my camera, that's something, you know, I'm a little hesitant about at first, but um, now they're seven and nine, the older two. And so the other day, one of them said, can I take a picture too? Yes, you can. And I'm going to put this strap around your head so that you don't drop it, but, and you're going to stand right here. But the more that you can get them excited and, and just the verbiage you use around them, I get to go work a shift in the shop today or I get to go photograph somebody's wedding, or I get to host this conference and I'm so excited about it, using that verbiage instead of mom has to go to work today. Oh, that's a bad thing. You know, that sounds, that sounds upsetting and they don't even know how much fun you're gonna have on the other end of it. So we even have conversations with them now about, you know, someday you could take over these businesses if you wanted to. And, so far, none of them are interested. They'd rather just eat the ice cream, um, not have to scoop the ice cream. Um, but we even let Carter on a slow day run the register um, back, honestly, when he was seven in, before COVID. Mm -hmm. um, and customers are very patient with him and he is trying very hard. And, you know, it takes a little longer, but if you can show them they can be excited about it now, it's gonna be a lot easier for them to transition into it later if they really do have a genuine interest in that. That's very cool. So last question, I think. Do you guys have any new events planned for the summer or any exciting launches you wanna share? Well, we know that we will, or we're hoping to at least, be serving down at Strawberry Point um, for Strawberry Days. Mm -hmm. They invited us to come and serve there. So that's gonna kind of be a, uh, getting our feet wet a little bit in the, the events category for uh, uh, fairs. Uh. We do have a, um, quite a few events with Toppling Goliath. Mm -hmm. So we'll be out there for release days. 
um, for their car nights. Um, I think those are once or twice a month. That'll be our first time um, doing those with them. Um, as far as um, exciting launches, we did officially order last week flavored waffle cones coming from another small business all the way from New York, um, handmade for us. They're in the process of making those. That would be one of the things that the boys got to help sample and pick out with us. So um, we have some unique flavors and we have some just a little more less unique flavors <laughs> <laughs> coming our way that we plan to have at different locations um, at different times of year. So that will be something brand new that we haven't had before. And I can definitely, I can hint to something, but I can't, I'm not going to completely reveal it yet, but we do have one new product that we believe will end up in Fayette, but both of us kind of need to learn how to do it first because it was an opportunity we saw. We just were like, we're going to have to jump on this opportunity here. But um, it's, it's almost as fun watching it be created as it is eating it. Mm-hmm. So... You guys, I, I'm excited now. All right, we'll wrap things up. So we do what I like to call rapid fire, where I ask a question and you have to say the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you guys ready? All right. Are we both answering each one? Yep. Okay. What's your favorite winter activity? Reading. Hot chocolate. <laughs> What's your favorite summer activity? Hiking. Campfires. What is the best meal in Northeast Iowa? Burrito Mexicano, shredded beef from Don Jose. Pasta Rubiata at Rubiat. Iowa State or Iowa? Iowa. Wisconsin. <laughs> I thought one of you were going to say Luther or something. <laughs> Kayak or canoe? Canoe. Land. <laughs> TJ's Pizza or Mabe's Pizza? Mabe's. Casey's or Quick Stop? Casey's. Casey's. All right, last question. What is your favorite flavor of ice cream and why? Nathan, you already said yours, but maybe it's not just a seasonal one. Oh. <laughs> it's rapid it's, fire. I know, I know. It's an <laughs> No pressure. Thing. Okay, <laughs> hands down, favorite flavor, but I can only get it at a certain time of season is caramel apple pie. My favorite flavor is iced latte da because, little secret, everyone, it's actually the only coffee flavor that has caffeine in it. Ooh. Thank you guys so much for meeting with me today. I really appreciate hearing all the ins and outs about ice cream, photography, and the importance of community. Before we say our goodbyes, can you tell the audience how to connect with you or if they have any other questions, how to follow along what you're doing? Absolutely. So you can find us currently on Instagram and Facebook at Sugar Bowl Decorah, and our email is sugarbowl.decora at gmail.com. You can find the links for Sugar Bowl, Photography by Brittany, and the Byways in our show notes. Also, links to their website where you can check out their flavors, menu, and even purchase some merchandise. We strongly encourage you to submit ideas, ask questions, or connect with us. If you're interested in chatting with me or someone else along the Byway or our C&D team, we'd love to hear from you. Tune in every week for new episodes highlighting business development, recreational activities, historic locations, natural resources, and of course, helpful hints to make your trip along the byway an incredible one. You can also find us on Facebook, online at northeastiowarcd.org, or by contacting our office in Postville. 
A special thank you to the staff at RCD in Postville and the Byway coordinators all across Iowa for helping make this podcast possible. Thank you again for listening to Bluffs, Brooks, and Byways. And remember, adventure awaits and the Byway can take you there.